Stay fly. Stay fly. Stay fly. Democratic Rhode Island State Senator Tiara Mack rip for video of herself twerking. She's twerking overtime. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a power move if President Trump steps in and gets BG out of her uh, imprisonment? I, I, I guess it's a power struggle, but it's also a culture struggle as well. And that's why I said, you know, when I see these situations, they fly, they fly, they fly. The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. Uh, so shout out to all of the family. I see y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I wanted to go over the housekeeping, but for tonight, I want to do something a little bit different and put some respect on my guest name. Let's start with my good brother from another mother. My big brother, actually. Echo Varner. Peace and love, brother. How are you? Yo, peace, peace, peace to the God Crumb. Yo, man, I'm doing great. We're going to have a great conversation tonight, man. Some trending things are in the ether. Let's chat about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Really appreciate you being up here, making sure to come, um, come and check out the family. But brother, before I go on to the next guest, can you tell the family who you are and where we can find you? Word up! You can find me on Our Black Empowerment. I'm Seiko Varner, and we deal with empowerment. We're focused solely on empowerment. We might deal with some esoteric stuff. We might deal with a little bit of occult stuff. We might deal with some historical information, but we're really focused on empowerment. We say become empowerment, live empowerment, teach empowerment, because I really feel, and those who are the code keepers, we want to get on code. We want to make sure they stay on code. We want you to teach the code, and our code is empowerment, similar to uh, what Dr. Neely Fuller taught us with the uh, the uh, code he taught us, um, but we've changed the code up a little bit, and we're focused solely on empowerment, so peace, knowledge, knowledge. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, good brother. One more surprise guest, brother, minister, zombie, peace and love, brother. How are you? Good. How's the original people tonight? Um, I, I'm feeling great. Ex- excellent, excellent. Okay. Um, tell the family who you are and where we can find you at. Okay. I am, and I just happen to have a copy. Uh, I am the founder of Liberty Hall Media Group and the author of GOAT, Gospel of Afronomics Theology. This is the Black Economic Blueprint for the 21st Century and Beyond. Uh, You can find this on Amazon. You can also find my group on Facebook, GOAT, Gospel of Afronomics Theology. And you can also find Minister Zumbi on the Our Black Empowerment channel. He pops up, drops the knowledge. His show is called Precise Thinking. Right? Yes. <laughs> That's what's up. Precise Thinking. And so, uh, hey, man, we drop bombs and we're honored to be on Crumb's channel, man. So I want to say, once again, peace to the God Crumb. I want to say peace to the deity, Minister Zumbi Shawala. I'm your humble prophet, Seiko Vana. Yo, man, you know, well, on the image, we have a picture of Brittany Griner, and then we have Senator Twerk, <laughs> and then we have Queen Macy Gray. So uh, why don't we start with BG, man? Why don't we start with BG? And I'm not talking BG from the Hot Boys. 
<laughs> I'm talking about Britney Griner. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Yo, so the thing that's really interesting to me is for the very first time in her adult life, BG voted. BG voted in the 2020 election. Who did she vote for? Biden. She voted for Biden. Right. Uh, as some people might say, she's a Biden sexual. <laughs> I'm sorry, please. All right. So she voted for Biden. Guess who's not giving her any love right now? No. Hey, look, I, I, I'm not a fan of pre any of the presidents, you know, and so I'm not a fan of President Trump. But who was the rapper that President Trump helped to get out of his situation when he was locked up overseas? Oh, oh, oh overseas. I don't know. I, oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Ask that question again. All right. So, hey, do the Googles. Do the Googles. Do the Googles. Um, but during President Trump's administration, oh, there Black. was a rapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... You see what I'm saying, man? So she voted for President Biden. And President Biden right now is not helping her. As a matter of fact, she had set up her wife, you know, Brittany Griner's wife, who's kind of fly, by the way, um, set up a phone call on their anniversary through the state house, right? And so... The state house did not staff anybody during the time of the phone call. So when the time came for the phone call, Brittany's Griner's wife and Brittany Griner were not able to connect because of the Biden administration. Somebody dropped the ball. And you would think, oh, we messed up. Let's fix the situation. This happened over two weeks ago. You're muted, good brother Crumb. This happened two weeks ago and nothing yet. Nothing yet. So it's really intriguing to me that, you know, Brittany Griner put a lot of her political clout and resource, her vote, her political resource behind a president who's not putting resources. Like I said, wifey's kind of fly. <laughs> say what you say about BG, but <laughs> wifey kind of fly. That's not the wifey's best picture. That's not the best picture of her. Okay, because I was like, eh, she's, she's cool. I've seen some better photos. Like, that one's, yeah, she kind of got the Janet Jackson vibe going out there. Ooh. Right? So what you need, BG? I need a hot girl. What you need, BG? I need a hot girl. <laughs> but my point, it's interesting to me that when this situation happens, the person who she put her political resource in is not assisting her. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to pass the mic to the minister, but I just want to say real quick, based off what Seiko said, um, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on with that profile picture you got, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, what, what, what Seiko was saying was um, she voted for Biden, and right now we know that she's in Russia right now. I want to ask the listening audience, and then I'll pass the, the mic to the minister. Um, which president uh, is on good terms with Russia? 
You know, it's just interesting that you point out that she's over there. She's locked up in Russia looking crazy in the face. And she voted for Biden. And, you know, because Biden told Charlemagne, if you don't vote for him, you're not you're going to lose your black card. You're not black. And, you know, she got her black card. She voted for Biden. And um, now she's she uh, out here looking crazy in the face. And Biden is nowhere to be found. It's like her black card expired. <laughs> her black car expired. They're like a uh, return to sender. You know, you know how back in the day they would hold on to your car. <laughs> They're like, we snatching your car from you. You know, you. Uh, no, but it's interesting that you bring that up because this is the same president, the one who has a good relationship with Russia, who wants back in the White House. Correct. Wouldn't it be a power move if President Trump steps in and gets BG out of her uh, imprisonment? That would be a power move, man. I don't know. Not, not if you voted for my competition. How about you? Just, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, yeah, definitely, definitely. But you know, I don't, I, I don't see the motivation. Minister, what say ye? Well, I'm, go- I'm going to date myself and. You know, a lot of what I see happening with uh, Brittany Griner kind of reminds me of when I was in grade school with the whole Iran hostages situation. Okay. When I can't remember exactly how many days they were held, but I remember specifically that they were supposed to be released under Jimmy Carter, but there was a deal that was cut that they wouldn't be released until Reagan got in the White House. Okay. So now I'm seeing this and it's like, you know, why would Putin play political hardball with a basketball player? You would think he would play that kind of hardball with Edward Snowden. But we're talking about a basketball player. Okay. Hmm. So, so that's one thing. Okay. So here's another thing. Um, I can't remember who said it. I want to say it was either Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, or whatever. But they made an excellent point about why is it that these women have to go overseas in hostile territory to make a living. Now, what I did not appreciate is the coach of the WNBA team who put LeBron James in her mouth and he has nothing to do with this. Mm. I didn't appreciate that at all. I tell you, this whole thing is intriguing to me and I'm just kind of watching it play out. Um, One of the things that I think needs to happen, one of the things I think needs to happen is for those of us who care about BG, and I, I'm not necessarily one of them, but for those who care about BG to put pressure to compel their elected officials to step up and to compel President Biden to do something about this. You know, I, I think the empowerment move here is, all right, we gave them time to get their act together. They haven't. We're going to make something pop. We're going to make something pop. And I think 
those who were really in love with BG, support BG, this is what they should be doing rather than talking about LeBron James. You know, if the WNBA is really, really about it, they can use their power, their ability to compel things and their economic situation to change things. But they might be too pee to do it. Oh, and here's another thing we need um, to throw into the mix. I to see if we could move on or if anybody wanted something else to say about BG. Uh, one last thing about BG. Okay. Okay, please. We, we do know that uh, she pled guilty. Okay. And in pleading guilty, she's looking, she's facing a possibility of up to 10 years in a Soviet prison. But I understand that she had to plead to negotiate. Okay. So, but I mean, that's enough of BG, but she's a black woman that's trending. So let's move on to the next black woman who's trending. This sister put a uh, a new face on the phrase, I'm showing my A. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a little uh, article here, just in case anybody didn't know. Um, it says, uh, Democratic Rhode Island State Senator Tiara Mack ripped for video of herself twerking. Um, she's twerking overtime. <laughs> for your vote. A Rhode Island state senator is getting ridiculed for posting a campaign video of her twerking upside down in a barely there bikini. Democrat. Show the video. Show the video. <laughs> um, I don't think I have. I got the Macy Gray. I got this one. Let me see. Let me let, let me see. Can I find it? Let me see. Can I find it? We already did Brittany. Let me let, let me uh, close. Boom. Oh, All right. Yeah, you can go to uh, Senator Twerk's TikTok. Senator Twerk has a TikTok. And on that TikTok, you can find a video of... Uh, yeah, that, that's not it. But that's somebody talking about it. But if you go to Senator Twerk's video, her TikTok... <laughs> that's the part I like, before the twerk. He has a, a page called... And that part is hot, too. Senator Twerk, like... Not being funny, like real, for real. No, 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 no. I, that's what I'm calling her. Uh, that, that's <laughs> Senator Twerk. <laughs> okay, cause you you had me going for a minute, and I'm like, oh wow, she, she's really owning this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, no, she is actually owning it. See, one of the things, if you go to Senator Twerk's TikTok, tick, I mean Instagram, go to Senator Twerk's IG. And that's uh, Mac District Six Instagram Mac District Six. If you go there, what? you'll see that she is not only double down; she's twerked down on her uh, behavior. Mac District Six. That's it. All right. So look. Okay. So so now she's saying. She's saying, "I'm we twerk for joy. Hashtag twerk for joy. All right, scroll down, scroll down a little more. Twerk for joy. Oh, my God. Twerk for ending evictions. 
Where? where? Oh my! Come on! All right, keep it going because she ain't. She's not finished. She's still twerking, right? She. <laughs> Yo, but the comments are fire, man. The comments are fire. Oh, go go back, go back. This was this one was funny. Twerk for ending ending solitary confinement. So now twerking is a form of protest. Twerk for a green new deal. Where they do that at? I want to go there. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if we're gonna twerk for these things, why can't we smoke in protest? Why can't we have you know make love in protest? I mean, where does it end? You know, matter of fact, how about we don't do anything in protest? Hey guys, we're just gonna watch TV in protest. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Minister Zumbi, can, can can you chime in on this one? You know, it, it brings up a story. I, and Brother Siku knows that I'm probably one of the students of uh, ancestor Brother Steve Coakley. And he told us he told a story. Well, basically, he asked us a question. He says, how many of how many of you would have sex with someone you did not want to advance black liberation? And everybody hesitated on the question. And later they go to a party and they start filming people hooking up for no reason so he comes back and he says well wait a minute how is it that y'all giving up I asked you to give up the draws for a cause but you giving it up for no cause okay so in in one way it's like okay you know, you're 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 twerking because you're trying to bring attention to something. But on another level, uh, what bothers me is is that we're we're allowing the objectification of the African woman's body to be used without without it being checked. I don't know if you guys remember uh, the the PSA that came out with the stripper saying, "Take your booty to the pole." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't know who put it out, but everybody thought it was cute. It was like, no. Okay. Nah, nah. Yeah. I remember that. That that was <sighs> tacky. Yeah. Now, the thing is, we're dealing with respectability politics in a way that they're not. And what I mean by respectability politics for the uninitiated is there's a thought within the so-called black community, particularly with the elders, that you had to be respectable to get ahead. You couldn't make advancements unless you were accepted and respected by the dominant white society. So that's why there was such a big emphasis on using the king's English. That's why you had to learn Latin and Greek. And there were a lot of things that were part of respectability politics that in this generation, people are really pushing against saying, yo, for you to love me, for you to treat me with respect, for you to give me equal opportunity, I don't have to measure up to your standard. Yo, yo, I, I can't front. She kind of fly to me. Um, I know I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I, I, I take, I accept my messiness. Um, I got a chance to go through some of her videos today, and but I think it's interesting that she does that twerk, and she was doing it really. I, you know, I think, you know, I can't think for her, 
But at the end of her twerk, she says, vote for Mac. So she was twerking for votes. And then she got a lot of pushback. And now she's twerking for abortions. She's twerking for trans rights. She's twerking for ending. Yeah, yeah. She's part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Yeah. And here's one of the other things. If you checked out Jason Black's, you know, the Black Authority, his talk about her. I think it came out today. He shares things I've already known. One of the things that I've known is that twerking stance is actually a message to other people in that community. Right? So, uh, you know what? I think that she thinks that she's doing something. What do you mean it's a message to that community? Uh, It's a... uh, it's an invitation. I'm uh, trying to be clean here. I'm trying to be clean here. A, I'm trying to be respectable. A, a salacious invitation? If you want to make it, yes. Yes, a salacious invitation. So that's what that 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 uh, that stance reportedly symbolizes. Well, so I wanted to ask, based on that, I wanted to ask the minister, you know, is this the new normal where where we're kind of using sexual um, uh, objectivity as a come up? Because now that I think about it, like really think about it, there's not a lot to be surprised about because people using sexual objectification for a come up is really trending to be honest with you hey yo that's been the way of uh, popular culture for years that's Marilyn Monroe used her sexuality and her sexiness for a come up the city girls yo salute to my queen JT I'm a JT fan (laughs) but city girls they use their sexuality as a means to a come up Dancers, low Kim. You know, but those people are are sleazy low lives. I'm talking about people who are moving legislation. Mm. I'm talking about people moving legislation. We're Mm. the rainbow community, and they're going to use a sexual objectification to do more than just make money and be cute and get likes. They're making a political impact. Um, so when I see her twerking, this seems to be in line with a sexual sexual agenda, a sexually um, salacious, perverted agenda. And let me take this off because I don't want anybody to misinterpret what I'm saying. But, you know, I feel like this is right up her alley and this was bound to come based on the ideology that, you know, we're going to use something sexually perverse to make a political uh, point or to gain some type of political uh, uh, leverage. Minister, what say ye? You you know, I I think you know, what are you really trying to sell me? Are you trying to sell me the process or the prize? (laughs) Okay. You, you know, I go back to my college days when, when I was a defensive lineman, and it's almost like pass rushing, okay? Your objective is to get to the quarterback, 
but many of us get so obsessed with playing around with the offensive linemen until we forget we're supposed to get to the quarterback. And what I'm seeing here is you're using something. It's almost like their attitude is the ends justify the means. It's a zero-sum game. And if I have to use what we got to get what we want, then so be it. But to the public, what are you more into? Are you into the process or the prize? And I go back to that PSA with the stripper on the pole saying, get your booty to the pole. Now, one of the things that I think we should focus on, and this is my empowerment stuff again, is uh, twerking aside, what has she done for us? Check. What? So I, I think that we could take this moment to really do a really strong gut check, you know, and to see if there's a whole lot of twerk and very little work. Or there's a lot of work and a lot of twerk. I don't know. My point is, <laughs> we can use this moment. Since she's placed herself, she's showing her whole A. Uh, <laughs> then we can use this moment to really determine if she's a benefit to us or not. And I, you know, I don't live in her district. But I would say to those people who live in her district, use this opportunity to really do a really strong check and determine if she's representing your your area well. If she's adjusting and addressing your issues, is she really addressing the agenda that's a part of the black community, so-called black community in that area? Because if not, woo, she just put herself on front street. And she can really be compelled at this time to do something different. As we move on. Bro Crumb, can't hear you, Bro Crumb. Oh, no, I, I, I wasn't thinking. Yeah, okay. I wanted to, uh, you know, because the whole thing with BG and the whole thing with uh, Senator Twerk. It's it's you know we gotta end this on a high note, and I think not being not trying to be funny, Macy Gray got balls. Macy Gray has a a a a, a sack made of iron, and <sighs> funny or disrespecting, I'm saying that she has the fortitude. Uh, to stand up in the face of cancel culture, because she's 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 going against a a a Goliath, um, and th that's what I'm saying, joking around uh, with the whole transformer thing. <laughs> uh, should I play it, or did you want to say anything, either one of you, brother? Oh well, I want to say that she had past tense. She had past tense because she since come out and apologized. But hey, roll. <laughs> roll that beautiful bean footage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, sorry, sorry. Here we go. 
we're in an era now, basically, you can't hit most public figures are too terrified to even say what they think a woman is. I know. I mean, if I asked you what a woman is, what would you say? It's a, uh, a human being with uh, boobs. <laughs> you have to start there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the dictionary is quite straightforward. It's just and a human and a female, right? right? No, a lot of people... Yeah, see, that's... Now, that's a really getting a whole... And I'm not sure why, really. It's a, it's a bit like this whole issue of, of transgenders in sport. I, can, I support all trans rights to stand as equality. But not where you have people born to obvious physical superior bodies transitioning and then thrashing the women at their sport. I totally agree. And I, I will say this, and everybody's going to hate me, but as a woman, just because you go change your part doesn't make you a woman. Right. Sorry. You feel that? I know that for a fact. We're in an era now, basically. You can't hit most public figures. You're terrified people say what a woman is. I know. I mean, what, if I ask you what a woman is. So, there we have it. She has uh since then recanted on recanted on her statement. What say ye? Uh, let's start with the minister, please. <laughs> you, you, you know, I... At a, at a certain point, when do we put principle before profit? Okay, because when we get into uh, situations like this, I don't call it a cancel culture, it's a bully culture. And, and there are certain groups that have gotten the bully stick and have no problem using it. So for those of us... Uh, you, you know, I'm just really sick and tired of us buck dancing on an issue when we know what right and wrong is and we know what truth is. Okay, so if you want to stand on something, because, and this is just my position, when you look in the mirror and when you eventually have to stand before the ancestors, what will you tell them? Because they don't want to hear jack shit about a bag. They want to know, did you fulfill the mission we gave you when we sent your ass to Earth? Period. So I'm just tired of this buck dancing. Just stand for something. That's all. Just stand on something. And stand on it like a rock. Like Senator Twerk. Ah, <laughs> oh, that, that, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Hey, uh, good brother, would you mind if I share? Please and thank you. All right. <laughs> All right. So, I shared that Macy Gray has recanted. And this is the part that I think is interest, interesting. Gray went on to explain, I've learned a lot through this. So, I think that was one of the reasons that it happened. Hmm, it was a huge learning experience for me. You can call yourself whoever you believe and you are nobody, you are, and nobody can dictate that for you or take that away from you. Being a woman is a vibe and it's something I'm very proud of and something that is very precious to me. I think that if in you, in your heart feel that's what you are, 
then that's what you are regardless of what anyone else says or thinks. I've learned a lot and I'm glad I did because now I know. She didn't write that. <laughs> I promise you she did not write that. Okay, because that was so vague and so vanilla. It's like, okay, what are you talking about? Well, I think the interesting part is she was buck broken quickly. This happened in about three days, right? And this shows the power of compulsion. Within three days, a community was able to compel the actions of a celebrity and also compel the media to showcase that particular celebrity changing their statement, changing their narrative. We have the ability to do the very same thing. That's one of the things I think is very intriguing about the LGBTQ plus community. They've taken some of the uh, strategies from earlier struggles from the melanated here, you know, from the black civil rights and, you know, what we went through in Jim Crow and the ending of enslavement and, you know, those things. They've taken some of those strategies and they've really worked them in a very effective way where you see our celebrities being buckbroken very easily, very quickly and very publicly. So... She simply says, I disagree. I disagreed with the way that you're, you know, that, you know, the, 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 the concept of being a woman. I disagree. Right. And now, three days later, she changes her whole vibe, saying being a woman is a vibe. Now, whether I agree, whether I don't agree, that's not the piece that I want to focus on. I think the empowerment move that the LGBTQIA plus community did is something that could be replicated in our interests. And that's that's where I look at this situation. I don't care what she thinks or what they think or who thinks what. To me, I think we should look at the power move and replicate that power move for our agenda, for our interests. But, but Saquon, I mean, respectfully, do you really believe that she believed that latter statement when she said the PC thing under pressure to save what little career she has left? I mean, I, just respectively, I just, I just don't believe that she. I believe she said it due to obligation, due to you know her handler or whatever the case may be. I don't believe whatever, whatever you, whatever you said first. That's what you meant. I'm sorry. Ain't, ain't no Freudian slip. What you said was right. what you meant. You and, and and this is this is what I love. Somebody in a listening audience. We already did six six six. Press seven 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 if you understand. Whatever you put out to the universe, you can't take back. Press seven 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 if you understand the way this world works. Check. Whatever you put out, it's like two. It's like toothpaste. After you put it out, after you squirted out the tube, you can't put it back in. Check. Respectfully, <laughs> respectfully, respectfully, I don't disagree with that. And like I was saying, I think that our focus 
process, this isn't necessarily something that improves or reduces the um, the experience of the melanated, you know, the black community, so-called black community. This doesn't improve or, you know, it messes up. But what it does show is an example of how compulsion is changing the narrative publicly in a very high-profile way. And we can do the very same thing. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because now we have people who are saying, particularly our uh, Caucasian brothers and sisters who are saying, I should be able to use the N-word and not feel any punishment. You know, some of them are saying that. Uh, uh, it, I, I shouldn't feel like, you know, this whole thing about CRT. And to be honest with you, our community, while we say y'all CRT, anti-CRT folk are crazy, we're not pushing the narrative and saying, look, Senator so-and-so, you made a very inaccurate statement. You need to come to the front of the church and apologize. And that's what the LGBTQIA plus community is doing. You need to come to the front of the church and apologize and change your wicked ways. We could be doing the same thing. We should be doing the same thing. And I think now that we have this as an example, we could do the same thing. Minister, what say ye? Mm. you? You know, the Honorable Marcus Garvey had a saying. He says that power is the only argument that satisfies man. And what we're witnessing is, you know, again... When people have power, they're not afraid to use it. Now, to talk about this particular situation, I'm going to do a shameless plug for an elder. Uh, this particular book is called An Afrocentric Response to the LBGTQIA Organizations and Their Agenda. So this is written by uh, Baba Olatunji and Waba out of Baltimore. And what this is, it's really the first book that I call a weapon to be able to arm African people who want to maintain their cultural integrity with this onslaught that's coming out of the LBGTQIA community. And when we talk about the black segment of this community, uh, at least what I've noticed is that they will more than likely put gender before race and it's like they're used to attack those of us who are in black cultural nationalism okay so it's it's I, I, I guess it's a power struggle but it's also a culture struggle as well and that's why I said you know when I see these situations pop up whether it's Macy Gray Isaiah Washington what have you I'm just saying, at what point do we stand up on principle? Because at a certain point, the bag goes away. But what you stand for, you know, it's just like what Russell Crowe said in, in Gladiator. What we do in life echoes in eternity. I think it's interesting that in all the black women trending that we dealt with today, it dealt with the LGBTQIA plus community. So, you know, BG's part of that community. Uh, Senator Twerk's part of that community. And Macy Gray was back um, buck broken <laughs> by that community. So 
that's the intriguing piece that the parts of American culture that are trending now are those that are dealing with those particular issues, which is telling us that we're being put on the back of the you know the scoreboard. We're not first and center anymore. You know, during you know right after George Floyd was murdered by the uh, the race soldier, we were on front. And then what's kind of interesting is some of the organizations said, hey, we're going to put this person in front of this protest. And now the issues have changed. And so for all of those of us who are really pro-intersectionality, you know, if my revolution doesn't have intersectionality, I don't want parts of any parts of, you know, for those people who are really pushing, we all got to come together and we're going to come together and we're going to promote the things that we all have in common. We can see that other groups, other interests, other agendas have been pushed in the forefront while we keep getting pushed in the back. And the fact that these three black women trending are dealing with this community is a really great example. We need to push ourselves to the front. Is is this... For, forgive me for even throwing this name out there. Is this some type of George Soros funded thing where they're just using our people men and women we are they using our women because we saw how they used um uh not Tamir Rice what's the other boy's name who got shot by Mark Zimmerman by Buck Zimmerman I don't even know what the dude's name is Ranch Zimmerman man Zimmerman was Trayvon Martin Trayvon Martin we saw how they how they used the, the the death of Trayvon Martin to launch Black Lives Matter. We saw how Black Lives Matter and these other race soldiers, because Black Lives Matter is anti-black, but um, these other race soldiers uh, converged into action upon the death of uh, George Floyd. So we saw how they capitalized on the uh, series of unfortunate events that seem to plague our community um, and they do it in such a way that we saw the economic money grab from the Arabs in the community with the corner store or the Asians with uh, the Tiger Lily restaurant or so on and so forth in that manner but more so on a larger grandiose political scale um, and I would even postulate that you know, just like with Sandra Bland and the feminist movement, we saw where they didn't say say anything. Just like with uh, BG and the um, the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the 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 um, the the LGBTQIA plus community has not converged to support her, or they didn't do it for Sandra Bland. And you know, th there's really a um, all quiet on the Western Front feel when it comes to uh, the reciprocity where they use us to gain so much and when it's time to, you know, give back, you know, yeah. everybody is nowhere to be found in terms of these huge movements or these groups or these, you know, 
energy vampires. What say ye, minister? <laughs> you know, I, I, I even take it one step further. Name me one white feminist that has openly endorsed the side of Shakur. You know, you can hear a rap piss on cotton. Not even Gloria Steinem has stepped to the U.S. government to say, you know, take the bounty off Sister Asada's head and let her come home. Okay, so it seems to be, and, and I agree, that it's a very parasitical relationship where everybody wants to suck the life force and the blood from us. Okay, and I think what you were talking about is what happened in Ferguson with Michael Brown. That's when we saw the initial uh, emergence of Black Lives Matter. And if we remember um, our ancestor, Brother Darren Shields, and those two interviews he gave about what really happened with the with the bait and the switch, where it was supposed to be about a grassroots community movement in Ferguson, then all of a sudden it gets hijacked. You know, by the Three Stooges. Okay. So, so like you said, that reciprocity is not there. And, you know, and I even brought up the thing about Asada Shakur. I said, how can you call yourself a feminist and one of your quote-unquote sisters still has a $2 million bounty on her head by the U.S. government? Where's the mm. feminist there? Wow. Good point. Good point, brother. Good point. Yeah, I, I, I really, and like I said earlier, the strategies from earlier movements that were for us have been used to elevate women. And primarily, when I say women, I mean white women. You know, you know, it, it's obvious, and everybody who's really looked at the details and the data shows that all of the political changes and activity that happened in our country to allow the melanated, you know, the black people to have equal opportunity, the people who get those opportunities, who are quote unquote minorities, are primarily white women. And so now you're starting to hear some people say uh, that uh, non-diverse women are getting the opportunities that diversity is supposed to get. Um, and we've known that for years. So, yeah, I do think that that parasitical relationship that you talked about is happening. But I also want to emphasize, you know, because I'm Mr. Empowerment. I'm really focused on the empowerment. One of the things that recently happened that I'm really proud of, one of the things that happened that I'm really proud of is this. Is this. All right. The ex-Cleveland police officer who shot Tamir Rice was hired by a Pennsylvania town to be a police officer. Two days later, after Tamir's Rice mama stood up and said, hey, this is the same devil that killed my son. And the community rallied behind her. Homeboy had to step down. He had to step, he quickly resigned. Let me show his face. <laughs> the mayor said, <laughs> the mayor said, oh, we didn't realize who he was, that he was the same person who caused that problem in Cleveland. Now, 
the move that we need to make, the empowerment move that we can really make is to ensure that whenever one of these, um, you know, one of these evil practitioners loses their job after doing some evil, that they never get hired again. We need to make sure they never get hired again. You know, um, uh, I can't think of the brother um, who was killed in his car and his fiance was videotaping it. That police officer, I can't think of the name, you know, I apologize, Ancestor. We need to make sure that person never works again. We need to make sure that the officers who worked on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, who violated our, our, our elders and some of our ancestors during Bloody Sunday, when they were doing that march, they need to be found and all prosecuted. That's one thing I love about our, you know, our Jewish, uh, you know, our Caucasian Jewish brothers and sisters. You know, they're still putting people in jail who were involved in the Holocaust. There's a group of Jews called the Nazi Hunters. <laughs> and the Nazi hunters recently placed another person in jail. And this was decades after the atrocity happened. Decades after the atrocity happened. Now, we have an opportunity here. The sister, oh, I'm sorry, the white woman who lied about Emmett Till and was able to strategically get those two white men to kill Emmett Till there's a warrant out for her arrest. Now, here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. The prosecutor in the area where she currently resides is not pushing for it. And that prosecutor is melanated. There's a black... <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. So, you know, of course, he wants to make sure he gets the white votes because it's a uh, elected position. But the prosecutor there has the ability to say, hey, we may have to pull you out the old folks home, but you're going to jail. Our Jewish brothers and sisters, they're pulling folks out of the old folks home and say, hey, you're going to jail. We need to do the, we need to do the very same thing with those on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, those officers. We need to do that uh, with this officer who killed Tamir Rice. It's not just enough that he can't work. We need to make sure he can't do a whole lot of stuff. And once we act in that manner, the same way that the LGBTQ community was able to buck break Macy Gray for having a different position, we should be able to buck break and harm those who harm our children, who harm our women, who harm us. Absolutely. I don't want to buck break nobody, but absolutely. Um, <laughs> All right, peace, beloved. I'm Seiko Varner. I'm your agent of empowerment. I really push the empowerment agenda. You can find me on TikTok at Seiko Varner. You can find me on Instagram at Seiko Varner. You can find me on Facebook, but I don't really rock with Facebook like that. You know, you can easily find me on fan base f-a-n-b-a-s-e i'm not saying only fans <laughs> you won't find me on only fans <laughs> that's not happening but you can find me on fan base and fan base is a black owned social media site which allows you to allows you to do the same thing as you do with twitter 
allows you to do the same thing as you do with Instagram, allows you to do the same thing you do with Facebook, but it's owned by us. And it's kind of interesting because although it's black owned, they say they're not black only. So you can find a lot of different types of creators. And the great thing about fan base is you can monetize your creation. So, you know, right now, you know, you're giving away all your content. Well, why not get paid for your content? You can do that on Fanbase. Um, so, but I'm Seiko Vrana, your Minister of the Empowerment Agenda. You know, I, I call myself the humble prophet, you know, and what I prophesize is that you're going to be empowered. Your family's going to be empowered. Your children's children and the yet born are going to be empowered. So act on that empowerment. You already know what it is, family. Thank you so much, your brother. All right. Uh, with that said, before I close this out, because we are basically at the hour mark, good brother minister, Zumbi, could you tell the family who you are, where we can find you at? The servant of African people, uh, good student of Brother Steve Copley. Um, you can find me on Facebook in my group, GOAT. Gospel of Afronomics Theology. Uh, you can also go to Amazon and pick up a copy of GOAT, Gospel of Afronomics Theology. It's what I call a 21st century black economic blueprint. The best way I can describe this book is Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad meets Malcolm X's Black Nationalism. So we finally have a book at a grassroots level that can address our unique economic challenges as we move forward. Hey, Zumbi, uh, want to let you know, bro, you're going to have to cut the check. <laughs> you're going to have to cut the check, man. Yo, yo, Crumbs Palace is worthy. So when you show up and you show your stuff on Crumb, cut the check, bro. <laughs> Go get that book. You said it's on Amazon, right? Let's see the book again. G.O.A.T. Yes. yes, the Gospel of Afronomics Theology. And it's on Amazon. Uh, very affordable. I think it's still running for about $17.95. Hey, I also want to say, if you go back through the uh, archives of Crumb TV, you can find the interview that we did on the Get On Code show with the good brother minister, Zumbi Shawala. So you can learn all about Goat, his great book, and he has a couple of uh, strategies that he highlights in that book. And we go all through that in that particular episode of Get On Code. So go back in the archives of Crumb TV. You're going to find that and you're going to be blessed by it, no doubt. Stay floss, 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 stay The views expressed by the guests are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. Stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss.